Welcome back into Ride with the Tide, everybody. I'm your host, Austin Randolph, here with Ethan Hainsey. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to film another episode here today and looking forward to this weekend's matchup versus ULM. Yeah, so let's jump into it. Uh, today we're going to cover some Tide in the NFL, talk a little bit of recruiting, go over some things ULM and kind of what we want to see during the game, and then give our predictions for the game, and then we're going to end it up with our two locks of the weekend in college football. So we'll start with Tide in the NFL. You know, Alabama known as NFLU, and they really proved it this week. Yeah, uh, 58 guys on active NFL, 59 now actually, since uh, Tony Brown got picked up by the Colts and kicked off that Rex spec loser kicker from Georgia, Rodrigo Blankenship. So congratulations, Tony Brown. We're all pulling for you. Uh, but thank you for doing that because nobody likes that guy at all. Yeah, thank God he's off roster there. Um, we'll start out with Terrell Lewis. Had a pretty big day, three tackles and the first INT of the year in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. He got the first pick of the year. Uh, he, he didn't really get very many. I don't know, that might be his only interception ever in his career. Actually, he had that one in A-Day. That was pretty cool. But shout out to T. Lou for getting the first pick of the year. That's awesome. Yeah, that's big time. Definitely didn't expect it to come from him. I would have seen it come from this guy, Eddie Jackson. Also had three tackles and a big INT. Um, Mick Fitzpatrick just balled out this past week, 14 tackles and the big pick six to start off the game versus the Bengals. Yeah, he also had that blocked field goal or that blocked extra point at the end of regulation to send the game to overtime. And he was uh, an AFC defensive player of the week, so that's pretty cool. He's been the best safety in the league, I think, for a while, and he's just continued to put on for the real DBU. Yeah, very underrated in the NFL for no reason whatsoever other than probably because he went to Alabama. Uh, moving on to offense, Tua balled out 270 yards and a big touchdown to his Alabama teammate, Jalen Waddle, who had four catches for 69 yards and that touchdown. And then O.J. Howard back to his former self with two catches for two touchdowns and 38 yards. Yeah, he hasn't played in a while, um, and he really hasn't been productive for really during his entire NFL career. So yeah. hopefully uh, he can find somewhere in Houston and continue to be a factor in their offense. Yeah, I'd really like to see him get back to his former self, and hopefully they'll use him like we did here at Alabama. Uh, speaking of people going back to their former selves, Julio Jones looked electric with the Bucks. Three catches for 69 yards and the really big catch there in the second half. Yeah, I'm really pulling for Julio. Um, he's kind of getting up there in age. Um, but, yeah, it was really good to see Julio out there and, and making big plays on primetime football. Hopefully he can stay healthy and continue to do that because if he is healthy, he's going to be one of the best receivers in the in the league just because that's who he is. I saw something like – with next-gen stats where he was clocked as, like, the fastest player on the Bucks, which is really insane if you think about it, how old he is. And uh, just he's just a really freak athlete. But if he stays healthy, I really think he can be a, a pretty big-time player for them this year. Yeah, hopefully he'll take some notes from Tom Brady and he'll continue playing until he's 48 also. <laughs> um, and then the guy, primetime game, Jerry Judy, four catches, 102 yards, and a big touchdown. I mean, how nice is it to finally see Jerry Judy with an actual quarterback? <laughs> yeah, we actually got a question on Instagram uh, earlier this week asking something about how what we thought about Jerry Judy with Russell Wilson, and thank God he got Russell Wilson because he's actually got a quarterback now. Hopefully he can kind of shine in that offense and just kind of shut all these haters up that have kind of called him out for the last two years. And uh, we've all seen what Jerry Judy can do. We all know what Jerry Judy can do. Hopefully he can prove it at the NFL level now. Yeah, I think having actual quarterbacks very impressive, and it'll help him out a lot. I know he didn't get a single target pretty much the whole first quarter, and I think it's really awesome that now that he has a quarterback that he'll finally get to shine and show everyone what he's made of. 
And obviously there were a lot of other guys who performed really well in the NFL this week, but there's so many if we tried to cover all of them, this episode would never end. So we're just going to go ahead and move on into a little bit of recruiting information. And the first guy I'd like to talk about is Keon Keeley, the edge rusher who was formerly committed to Notre Dame. What do you think his chances are of coming here to Alabama? Yeah, I think they're pretty high. Uh, Keon Keeley, really, really good player. Um, you want to talk about elite edge rushers like Dallas Turner and Will Anderson as recruits. Keon Keeley's in the same boat as they are. Um, it's kind of down to, I guess, three schools now. I think Notre Dame is pretty much officially eliminated. Uh, it would be Alabama, Florida, and Ohio State. He visited Ohio State uh, the first week of the year when they played Notre Dame and obviously had a really good time. They had a bunch of big-time celebrities on campus, and he got to meet some of them, so I'm sure he had a really good time. But uh, he was down at, at Florida this past weekend seeing them lose to Kentucky. Um, that probably didn't go very well for them in his <laughs> recruitment, I wouldn't think. Uh, but, I, I mean, he's from Florida, so I'm sure that's going to play a little bit of a part in that. But he is still visiting Alabama. I believe his visit is scheduled for the Texas A&M game, so I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be electric and uh, all that. But I think he is dragging his recruitment all the way out to early National Signing Day in December. But um, as of right now, I think just about everybody would predict that Keon Keeley is coming to Alabama, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a big pickup. You know, I know you mentioned Alabama, Ohio State, and Florida. If you're going edge, you got to go Alabama, Ohio State. So obviously he's from Florida, but hopefully, like you said, he he'll be coming here. Um, another guy I wanted to bring up, Jalen Hale, wide receiver, who I'm pretty sure he's committing later this month. What do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, if you would have asked anybody a long time ago what Jalen Hale was going to do, it would be he's going to Texas. Um, and that was pretty much a foregone conclusion, but it's kind of getting a lot closer now, um, now that he's committing. Uh, I believe it was Andrew Bone over on 3 said something about how uh, he interviewed Jalen Hill when he was here this past weekend and said that he absolutely loved it, and Alabama knocked it out of the park during his visit. But, um, yeah, Jalen Hill is a guy that is committing later this month, like you said, and uh, wouldn't be shocked at all if he ended up at Alabama. Um there's probably more of a chance now that he ends up at Alabama than he than he ends up at Texas. Um, and he believes Alabama's wide receiver U, which they are. But, yeah, I, I really think Jalen Hale could end up at Alabama. Yeah, speaking about Texas commits, how do you feel about Malik Muhammad? Malik Muhammad is a, is a DB that really, really likes Alabama. He said something about how if you're going to play at Alabama, you're going to be in the NFL pretty much 100% of the time. Alabama is really pressing on him uh, lately. He was kind of a guy that really wasn't thought of to have much of a chance at going to Alabama, but that's completely changed now. Another cornerback recruit, Cormani McLean. How do you feel about us getting him? He's a guy that has really been in an intense battle with Alabama, Florida, and Miami throughout his whole recruiting process, really. Uh, he's an elite corner. You talk about all the defensive backs we have committed right now. Um, he's ranked higher than all of them. And he, he's a guy that Alabama really, really wants. Uh, he's getting a lot of pressure to stay home with Florida and Miami. I think Alabama and Florida are kind of the main two contenders here with Miami, um, the third one looking in. But I think that um, Alabama and Florida are definitely in the driver's seat. Um, and it's going to come down to the wire. I think that the hometown Florida may pull the heartstrings a little bit too much for him. But – uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think it's about 50-50. Yeah, I know uh, Muhammad and McLean, you, you've said earlier, you know, if we don't get one, we should probably get the other. How awesome would it be if we got both of them? 
But uh, I think if we can get some of these guys, it'll be really, really huge for our recruiting. So let's move on to this week's matchup versus ULM. Uh, they have a very mobile quarterback, likes to run it. Um, if his first and second reads aren't open, and a lot of that's due to their offensive line not being all that good. You know, they're pretty new and pretty young, so this should allow for a lot of sack opportunities and successful pass rushes. But we just have to make sure we do a very good job of keeping the quarterback in the well and not allowing him to escape up the middle or outside. Uh, they have some wide receivers who will go up and make plays. Yeah, shout out Boogie Knight. Uh, at his first team all-name team for 2022, so congratulations, Boogie. <laughs> yeah, Boogie Knight, what a name that is. And uh, so offensively, there's nothing really exceptional about them. Mobile quarterback, they have some solid wide receiver play, but I think defensively we're pretty stout there and should be able to handle that. Moving on to their defense, not a whole lot of speed, just being brutally honest, that they're, they're not that fast. And that should create some opportunities for uh, some big plays deep downfield, and I think a lot of that will also – depend on how our offensive line plays and our play calling that we do because they do like to send a lot of pressure. But if they do send pressure, it'll create a lot of one-on-one matchups, and I think that'll that'll help us out a lot. So after going over all of that, Austin, what do you want to see from our guys against ULM this week? <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff that I want to see, um, but I can really only pick one. I want to see a lot of wide receivers play in this game. I want to see – six or seven, maybe even eight receivers get an opportunity to make a play in this game. I think we really, really, really need people to step up at that position like we talked about in our last episode. Um, And that's just going to come with them getting opportunities. So I think that we need to throw the ball a lot. And I know we need to run the ball. I I know we need to find out what we are in the run game. And the run game is going to create opportunities in the passing game, which is something that we should have talked about last episode that we didn't. Um, But – to answer your question, I think that we need to see a lot of wide receivers play and a lot of wide receivers get an opportunity to make plays with the ball in their hand to see what they can do. Yeah, I mean, Alabama's never been one for running up the score, and I don't want us to just go out there and run up the score, but I agree completely. I think we need to get more game reps and game looks with these guys so that they can create a sort of relationship that are carry over to when we're playing better teams later on in the season like Arkansas Texas A&M, Tennessee, and these teams that are much better than ULM. But I think if, if we can get that sort of relationship, not only with Bryce and the receivers, but Bryce and Jameer Gibbs more and Bryce and Jace McClellan out of the backfield, I think that'll help us later on in the season. Yeah, and then, like you said earlier, like to be brutally honest, they're not very good. Like They're ULM. They haven't been to a bowl game in 10 years. Like They suck. They're not good at all. And we've talked about how they lack some speed on their defense. We – need to take that uh, to our advantage and use that to our advantage and let these guys that are really quick and really fast get the ball in their hands, kind of build some confidence with the offense too. I'd like to see us take a few shots downfield. Even if they're not there, I'd like to see us take a few shots downfield so we can kind of get some confidence going downfield because this offense is really, really going to open up when we start taking shots downfield. I know last year we we kind of talked about – our uh, average yards per completion in our last episode and last year versus uh, Texas A&M and Georgia and the Natty and the Florida game, we probably should have lost. Our average yards per completion were seven, and right now it's seven for Bryce Young right now. So that's got to get better. Yeah, and I think a lot of that's also on the play calling, which I hope to see Bill O'Brien, if not him, someone step up and be more aggressive this week and just show that Alabama is more in a one-dimensional offense. Now you say we're a one-dimensional offense right now. I kind of feel like we're a no-dimensional offense right now. Like 
we do things to move the ball down the field, but we really don't do anything well. We don't throw the ball well. We don't run the ball well. We don't know what we are on offense. And I really think this game and next week's game, which we won't get into right now, but are really good times and really good opportunities for us to kind of figure out what we are on offense and kind of find our identity. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, another thing, I know ULM likes to run a lot of pre-stat movement. And for a lot of teams, that can cause a lot of false starts and jumping off sides. Do you think penalty-wise that we're going to be any better this week than we were last week? And I know last week it was because the crowd environment was so crazy, but a lot of that is just we didn't look very disciplined. Do you think there's going to be a big change in that this week? Yeah, I do think so. I think that, um, like you said, they run a lot of pre-snap motion while they're on offense, and that could cause our guys to jump off sides. But I really think that our guys are, are kind of – I'm hoping at least that that was kind of an outlier and our guys are kind of keyed in and a little bit more focused now and, and ready to uh, just be Alabama and become more disciplined because, I mean, we've seen Nick Saban be the head coach of Alabama for 15 years and discipline has really never been an issue besides maybe one or two years. And um, those one or two years are probably the worst two years uh, taking out 2007 when Louisiana Monroe actually beat us. Yeah. I remember that. They came in on a yellow school bus and, and beat us. But, um, yeah, I, I think that discipline hopefully is not much of an issue anymore. So let's move into our predictions for this weekend's game. Uh, who is your player of the game on offense for us? I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs. I know we mentioned a lot about us wanting to really see the passing game improve and take a few more shots passing-wise, but I think we also sort of need to establish a run game because the better the run game is, the better the passing game will be in, in tune. And I, I think Jameer will really figure it out this week and will create a lot of opportunities for him to not only be explosive as a runner, but we'll also find him as a receiver, too, like we've done so far this year. And I think he'll just be a very big player for us this week. Yeah, that's a good point um, about how we talked about earlier. The, the uh, run game really will open up the passing game whenever we can figure that out. Um, so I agree with what you said there, but my offensive player of the game, I'm going with Kobe Prentice. I know we talked about we wanted to see some receivers step up and maybe take a few shots downfield. And I believe Kobe Prentice is the guy that can – take a shot downfield, we can take a shot downfield with. He can really take the top off the defense. Um, and I'm expecting Kobe Prentice to kind of become the Kobe Prentice that we all heard about during the uh, the first few scrimmages before the, the opening game. And um, so I'm excited to see what Kobe Prentice can do. Yeah, I think, he, I think him and a couple other receivers will have some big games for us this week. So hopefully he'll step up and, and show who he really is. So my surprise player for offense is also a receiver like yours. I'm going to go with Treshawn Holden, though. I think hopefully after seeing the type of receiver he is, we sort of had some plays set up more based on him as a receiver. And I think he'll have a big game. Obviously so far I feel like he's been uh, Bryce's favorite target. And I think he's going to continue to be that for not only this game, but probably for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, Sticking with the wide receiver trend, um, my surprise player on offense is Isaiah Bond. Um, another freshman that I think can really make an impact throughout the year with his athleticism. He brings something to the table that a lot of our wide receivers uh, don't, and that's ridiculous track speed. Um, so I think that Isaiah Bond is another guy that we can find the ball or find a way to get him the ball in space, and he can really make a play and uh, make a big gain for us. So I'll go with Isaiah Bond as my surprise player. So moving away from offense, let's go to the defensive player of the game for you here. My defensive player of the game, I'm going with Dallas Turner. I know we talked about how their offensive line isn't very good, 
Um, so I think that Dallas Turner will have an opportunity to get to the quarterback multiple times. So I'm expecting him to have a pretty big game, a couple sacks, and maybe getting the running back down in the backfield a few times. Yeah, like you said, their offensive line isn't great, and I think they're going to be very focused on Will Anderson. So that should create some one-on-one matchups with Dallas, and he's a good enough player where he should win most of these and get in the backfield a lot. I'm going to go with the DB and Jordan Battle. Uh, Their quarterback sort of forces the ball some, so I can see him trying to throw one and Jordan Battle coming out of nowhere. I think creating one of our first turnovers of the year, and I think he'll just be a very big player for us in the secondary. He's kind of been quiet so far this year, but that's because a lot of teams have stayed away from him. Yeah, my uh, surprise player, I'm actually taking another DB. I'm going with Terry on Arnold. Um, after his performance last weekend against Texas, I think he's going to get the nod to be the uh, to run out there with the first group this Saturday, and I think um, that he's going to play really well for us. And this may not mean that he's going to get an interception or or whatever, something like that. But I really think that he's going to be able to make his receiver that he's covering kind of a non-factor in the game. So I'm excited to see Terry on Arnold play again. Yeah, Arnold. I think he, like you said, he kind of earned himself that starting position this past week, and I think he's going to take it and run with it. Um, I'm going to go with the guy who possibly you could say has been our best defensive player to the, of the year up to this point in Jalen Moody. I mean, he's led the team in tackles, and he's been flying around the field nonstop, and I think he's going to do it again this week. You know, they have a really mobile quarterback, and they run the ball a lot, and I think Moody knows how to read his keys well, and he's always around the ball, and I think he's going to have a lot of tackles and make a lot of big plays for us this week. So we've covered our pleasure of the games. Uh, what do you think the score is going to be? I have us beating them pretty handedly. 58 to 10. I think we, like we said earlier, we try to work on the offense a lot more this week. And I think we really have a couple of big plays and score, score fast, score often. Yeah, I'm going to go with a a pretty big win too, obviously. Um, If we don't, that would kind of be a cause for alarm. Um, I'll go with 52 to six. I think that uh, we're going to be able to score whenever we want. Um, And I think that they might get a couple trash field goals, uh, some point before the half each half I think they could end up getting a trash field goal so we did this little thing last week before the Texas game our over unders and we are unfortunately pretty much wrong in everything we went for (laughs) so uh let's see if we can do a little bit better this week and do better than getting maybe one or two right (laughs) so for Bryce Young over or under 300 passing yards I'll say under I don't think he's in the game long enough to get 300 yards all right that's fair I, I I'm gonna go over I think we keep him in a little bit longer just so he can sort of build that repertoire with the receivers this week. Um, four total touchdowns for Bryce. I think he definitely gets over four total touchdowns. I think we're going to throw the ball a lot, like I've been saying, um, and I think a lot of receivers are going to get an opportunity to, to make a play. So I'll definitely say over right there. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I agree. I think he goes over. Um, Jameer Gibbs, 100 total yards. 100 total yards. I'm going to say under. Uh, I think he's going to get opportunities with the ball, but uh, I think that we're going to spread the ball around to all of our running backs. And I mean, we have one of the more deep running back rooms in the country. So I think that's going to play a factor in him not getting 100 total yards. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. I mean, the last two weeks he's been right at it with like 97 and 92 the last two weeks. So it's kind of hard to give him the over. I actually am going to give him the over here, though. I think he's going to be really effective not only in the running game, but in the passing game again this week. Um, sticking with Gibbs, one and a half touchdowns. I'm going to say under on that as well. I do. Th- I think he's going to get a touchdown. I just don't think he gets two. Uh, I'm going to agree with that also. I think he's going to have a rushing touchdown. I think it's going to be somewhere from about 20 to 30 yards out. I think he's going to bust one, but I think that's going to be the only one he gets this week. Um, 
This one, any wide receiver getting over 75 yards. Over. I uh, So I picked Kobe Prentice as my player of the game, and I think he's going to have a big game. I think he's going to take the top off the defense to hit a big play, so I'll go over on 75. I will agree with you on that. I don't know if it's going to be Kobe. I, I think it could be any receiver this week, honestly, because I think, like you said earlier, we're going to mix in a lot of different guys at a lot of different positions. And I think someone is going to get that big play. Hopefully, for your sake, it's Kobe. But I think someone will get the big play and knock them over the 75-yard mark. Uh, defensively, do you think we will hold ULM to over or under 150 yards? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, 150 yards is... Not very many, so I'll say they get over, but less than 200. Okay, I like that. Yeah, 150 is kind of a tough number. I think our defense is really good, and I think they've been that defense that we've been looking for for a while now, and I think they will hold them to under 150. I don't really think ULM has anything crazy that will beat us. You know, they're a really run-heavy team, and I think our run defense has been really good up to this point this year. Do you think we forced a turnover this week? Yeah, I do. I think we get an interception. I don't know who it's going to be. But I think it could be uh, a forced throw. It could be a tip ball, but something that's got to go our way soon. We've gone – I don't know the last time we've gone two games to open up the season without a turnover is, but I think that changes this weekend. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we do force a turnover at some point. And like you mentioned, you could see it being from a forced throw from pressure. Speaking of pressure, three and a half sacks over or under this week. Uh, I say I'm, – I'm saying over. I think that Dallas Turner is my player of the game. I think he gets two. I, I could see Will Anderson getting one, and I could see a defensive lineman getting one. I, I could see us getting five. I, I think that uh, we talked about their offensive line is not very good. I think uh, pressure is something that we could definitely see often in this game. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you 100% there. Like we've mentioned, they have a really mobile quarterback who likes to move around in the pocket. And I think if we force pressure from one side, he'll try to roll out and – with the edges we have, we should be able to get a sack from one of those and, and something of that matter. Um, a big question this past week was penalties, like what happened there. And that's another one of our over-unders here. Alabama, four and a half penalties, over or under? I think we're going to see a uh, way more disciplined Alabama team this weekend. So I'll say under. I think uh, I'm not expecting us to get zero penalties, but I think we could probably only get four. Um, I think maybe a, a pass interference we like to play. Bump and run a lot. We use our hands, so pass interference could come at any any time. But um, so I'm expecting us to to lower that penalty total a little bit and go. With, I'm going to go with four, so under. Well, you know Alabama pays the refs, so I'm expecting zero penalties this week. Checks but, cleared. Yeah, checks are clearing this week, <laughs> and we're going to have zero penalties. Uh, no, I I do I do agree with you though. I do think we'll have a pass interference or something because we are a very physical team at cornerback, and that's what our coaches teach us to do. So you can't fault the guys there, but. I think that's about all we have is, is the four. Yeah, uh, so we kind of agree on that also. So um, we're going to go into our locks of the uh, the weekend. We went one and one this week. Hopefully we can get to two and zero. Oh. So who do you have as your lock? Yeah, Baylor kind of let me down last week, so I'm I'm not going to pick them again this week. I'm actually going to go Oklahoma minus eleven at Nebraska. Oklahoma's looked really good this year so far, and they have a really potent offense. So I think uh, I think they should be able to cover the minus eleven at Nebraska. Yeah, I like that one too. Nebraska's absolutely terrible. Uh, <laughs> God, they're they're awful. They got rid of Scott Frost. I don't see, see it getting any better for them. I think Oklahoma should probably blow them out of the water. Uh, I'm gonna go with USC. Uh, they're a twelve point favorite against Fresno State in the Coliseum at home. Uh, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, all these guys there trying to score all the points they can possibly score to get some people's eyes on them. Uh, Fresno is a good team. They got a good quarterback, very experienced team, but I think 12 points is a little bit uh, too close. 
of a line. I think it's going to be more of a 20-point game, so I'll go with USC. Yeah, I could see USC absolutely demolishing Fresno State this week and holding them to very few points thanks to my boy Shane Lee. Shout out <laughs> Shane Lee over there at USC. So I think that about wraps it up uh, for this episode. I don't, I don't have anything else to say to you. No, I think I'm good. I'm looking forward to a very good game this week and expecting to see a lot of improvements, not only from the team, but the coaching staff also. Yeah, no doubt. I'm ready to see uh, Alabama back on the field for the first time since Texas so everybody can kind of forget about that game and move on. But, yep. um, yeah, that, that covers it. So uh, until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.